talking voice on my, my radio podcast voice. I haven't done this for a while. Hang on a second. <coughs> yeah. Ah, I feel so much better now. Whew. Just one last time. <coughs> First of March, which technically it's apparently the uh, the first of spring, if you speak with some people. Uh, Nothing's changed. We are still broadcasting. Well, I'm still broadcasting from my dungeon. Um, Lots to get in, lots to get through on on the show. Uh, So much has happened since, uh, since our high haters. Uh, it's getting darker later. <laughs> the weather is nice. <sighs> ah, good times, good times. Hey, uh, before we get into anything, I just uh, I need to just uh, get into some uh, some reasoning why we were on a hiatus. Because you know people do take breaks for various reasons, uh, but this break wasn't for. It, it wasn't like a season, like you know, like Friends or. Or a, a money show on TV that takes a break. I, you know, the the last uh, two weeks, I was just in a really, uh, I wasn't in a really really good space. And um, anyway, I, I found myself in 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 hospital, and I must say, I am incredibly impressed with um, the Dutch health service incredibly impressed i mean obviously you know you you pay for what you get that's why you have medical insurance here in the netherlands which is why it's so expensive and i remember someone tell someone was telling me when i arrived in the netherlands because i think they give you like three months leeway before you have to get uh, medical insurance in the netherlands and i remember someone telling me that the, the Dutch the Dutch healthcare system or Dutch doctors and Dutch nurses are some of the best in Europe. And I could see that when I was in hospital. I mean, I, I was there for, I don't know, four days or whatever. Wow, the, 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 the service I got, I mean, I was even joking with some of the, some of the nurses at, uh, when I was in hospital. Uh, I was saying to them, you know, I'm going to go into TripAdvisor and give a rating. And the next time I go on holiday, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, book at the, at the OLVG, the OLVG, that's the hospital I was in. Man, I have never experienced such incredible, uh, I was gonna say hospitality, but but service. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You see, because I'm used to the, I'm used to the the UK where, honestly, they they just refuse to to see you. Your arm can be, you can be holding your arm, you know, from a battle and they'll just give you paracetamol and tell you to go away. So I was, I was expecting that, but that wasn't the case. But anyway, I'm back. My batteries are recharged. I'm in a much happier mood. I've been like this since today. Uh, this weekend, I didn't do much on over the weekend. I... 
Saturday, I, I try to get into the swing of things, you know, back into, you know, exercising and all of that. Obviously, you know, gyms are, are closed here in the Netherlands. So I thought, okay, well, let me do some outdoor exercising because, you know, it's outdoor, it's good, and the weather was good. <sighs> Too many people had the same idea. You know, and I'm not saying that's bad. It's, I mean, I'm the, I'm the last person to discourage health, uh, 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 mental health and, and working out and all of that. But it was like going to the gym. You know, you had, it was like having to wait to do a set. And it's just really annoying. But anyway, you know, I managed to get a sort of session done. And uh, yesterday, I, uh, I had a terrible, horrible, awful <gasps> migraine. Oh man, it was so bad. Every and I hate these things because you, you can't even close your eyes for two seconds, and it just you just feel a thump in your head. Mm. I really hate those things. You know, sometimes people say you get migraines mainly because of stress, uh, lack of sleep, or sometimes it's because of oversleep. You you know you you sleep too much, but um. I don't know. I, I've, I haven't had much at all. I've had either, either, whatever you want to call it. I've had quite a balanced uh, sleep routine. And I haven't been stressed lately. Apart from, you know, those two weeks, those, those horrible two weeks that I experienced. But apart from that, I've been okay. Anyway, uh, let us introduce uh, our, our star of the show. Our wonderful Natasha, how are you? I haven't spoken to you since our last broadcast, which was... I can't even remember. Can it's you remember? Almost a, it's almost a month ago. I think mm. it was on the 12th of February. Yeah, and I'm still waiting for my money. I'm still waiting for your bank account details. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but on a serious note, I... Man, I, I quickly ran to the... Well, not not ran. That's, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. But I, I went to the to the supermarket before the before the show, and um, I must say things are things things are starting to look good. I mean, a, a lot more restaurants are opening, for obviously takeaway. But you know those restaurants those restaurants were closed. They now opened, and the high street is starting to look very colorful. You can smell all of the all of the steak and all of the the, the shawamas and. All of the, the, you could smell all the goodness that that summer is bringing, that spring is bringing, and I am loving this. Mm, mm, mm. But um, I I heard from my from the grapevine that um, and you maybe you can confirm this or not not necessarily confirm it, but maybe give some kind of reassurance. I heard that potentially by the end of March. We could see the end of this curfew. I have no idea, but I am hopeful that that's the case. Uh, obviously, if anybody watched the presidential or the presidential, well, you can call it the presidential debate uh, on the weekend, mm. people are still very cautious to make any promises because of the changing nature of the virus and the situation. 
For example, in the north of Holland, the north-north of Holland, so places like Woeren and Den Helder. Groningen. Uh, no, well, not, not that side. The fact is they're going into code black, which is the most serious level uh, of the corona measures because the, the numbers are suddenly shooting up that side of the world and those are the, the, the towns just before you take the boat to Tessel. So it's still it's still an on, ongoing and, and changing. I mean, um, it's not just the, the evening curfew. There's still a lot of things in play. Obviously, people are complaining about the restaurants. The restaurants owners are saying, guys, we can open up responsibly. Let us do that. The fact of the matter is things are still not where they need to be, and they seem to be changing week on week. So I have no inside intel. Uh, I'm hopeful that uh, it might be lifted at the end of March, but um, yeah, at this stage, it's every day. Just wait and see. Mm. Well, speaking of of curfews being lifted, I see uh, South Africa has now gone back to level one. Um, and it's it's interesting because quite a lot of people are not actually excited about this. Um, so just for just to give a broader uh, uh, view to all our international listeners, especially South Africans. Um, you can go to the restaurants, I think. You can go to the restaurants. Um, you can go to casinos. Uh, in, uh, airports are open. Um, we're very interesting. What I found very interesting is that um, um, there are five airports that are allowed international arrivals and international uh, international arrivals. Departures and arrivals, what am I saying? Departures and arrivals. Obviously, the, the three big ones are O.R. Tambu, uh, Cape Town International, and King Shaka. Uh, what was the other one? Lanseria? Lanseria has international flights? Okay. And then there was a third one. Where was it? Um, oh, I can't remember. Some horrible place. Some place you don't really want to go to. And some, pla- some airport that shouldn't even be welcoming international tourists. I mean, if you want to depart from, where was that place? I can't remember. Some it's PE or East London or something like that. Um, but yeah, you don't really want to go on an international vacation from that place. But anyway, five international airports are allowed uh, international departures and international arrivals. So a lot of good things um, happening in the world. I've, uh, there's a new curfew. Uh, from twelve p- or from midnight until four a.m. because you know that's when the virus is really dangerous. That's when it has uh, vampire teeth and it has wings, and that's when it's at its really d- dangerous. It, it can really kill you at from midnight until four p- uh, four a.m. So a lot of good things. Uh, I see Tito uh, Tito Mobrene. Uh, he's got a budget speech today. I think it was today or tomorrow. Um, but it's um, not looking too good. Petrol prices are going up in South Africa. So even though most of the country has been staying at home, it's you're going to have to make a decision whether you're going to walk to work or bite the bite the bullet and do in you know pay for pay for this extra uh, cost. Apparently, the re- the the reason for the 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 the, the, the hike is because of the pandemic. Um, obviously with the news of um, the vaccines coming to South Africa, that's uh, one of the reasons why uh, there's a hike in the petrol price. So good news, bad news, and uh, news in South Africa. But um, I, I'm happy because there's a lot of other good th- 
things happening, not just in South Africa, but around the world. <sighs> what did you get up to this weekend, Natasha? Spent it in the sun. Uh, we took the boys to Bloemendal on Zee to walk on the beach on Saturday. And yesterday uh, we hung around the, the fake beach and boardwalk in, uh, in Almere. So lots of sunshine time, lots of walking, uh, lots of takeaway coffee. It was just a nice, nice two days in the, in the spring sun. Well, almost spring sun. It's not quite spring yet. Well, you see, this is the thing. So people, depend, depending on who you talk to, apparently the 1st of March. It's supposedly it's not. The, so the, spring. E- the equinox is only on the 20th of March. And in terms of the seasons, it's only actually officially the first month of spring on the 1st of April. So uh, whoever oh. says it's on the 1st of March is asleep. They need to be shot. I agree. I, I've never actually been to Almeria. What's it like there? I heard it's just a basic, it's, it's a ripoff of Amsterdam. <laughs> is that true? No, Almira is a very um, it's a it's a it's a, a very newish. City. Yeah, because it used to be um, in the swamp, and then they dug yeah, it up. Yeah, it, it used to be a polder. So mm. there's a lot of South Africans actually living there, and it's a lot of new bows. So the reason why most you know older and more cemented and snobbish Dutch people don't like it, they say it lacks character, because it's a lot of new new homes built in new style and a new city. So it's it doesn't have the character of of uh, of Amsterdam, um, yeah, it's a city like uh, a city like anybody else. It's got a good shopping district when it's not Corona. There's a military museum or it's an airplane museum. I'm not sure anymore. It's uh, it's not a bad place to be. Hmm. Should go check it out. I know someone who lives in Almeria. but we won't go there. Um, you know, I I I, re- I recently discovered today that. Um, and I, I wrote this on Facebook earlier on, and I think you saw it. You know, I, I woke up this morning, did my usual human routine. I brushed my teeth, and I re- and I re- and I discovered that brushing your teeth has got to be the most depressing thing a human can do. I mean, and it's not like it's not like you 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 cannot brush your teeth. I you have stinky breath. But it's also obviously a hygienic thing. And it's also, you, you cannot just put toothpaste on, brush, spit it out, start your day. You know, what's the point? You actually have to brush thoroughly and all of that. And, you know, depending on what a dentist you, uh, you what, depending on what you read on the internet and all of that, they say the maximum you should be brushing your teeth is three minutes. But those three minutes are the most draining, soul-draining, depressing activity a human being can do. I actually find it quite zen when I'm brushing my teeth. Because I brush my teeth, then I floss, then I use mouthwash. I have this whole routine going. (laughs) Yeah, I'm slightly obsessed with teeth. No, no, uh, I mean, look, the price of dental care (laughs) is very expensive. But I thought that if you if you brush your teeth, right, and if you yeah. use mouthwash, it actually gets rid of the that that um whatever it is that stays on your teeth, that coating. The fluoride. Yeah. Now, well, for me, is obviously after you floss, uh, you loosen up little pieces of, of, of stuff in your mouth, and instead yeah. of then sticking your toothbrush back, I use the mouthwash to then gently swirl uh, it out of my mouth. 
So, uh, well, it works for me. I don't know if it's the right way around of doing things. But no, for me, I have the opposite. It's kind of like a Zen moment where I don't have to think. And I just, because my I use an electric toothbrush, so it's got a built-in two-minute timer. That's why you enjoy brushing your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it beeps at me when the two minutes are over. So I oh. stand leisurely. Yeah, it literally beeps. Oh. And it's also got a sensor if you press too hard on your gum line. It has a little flashing red light. So oh, um, for the blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's warning you that if you push any harder, they will be blood. You see now, you tell me the the correct way because I I was always told, and I've, uh, it's only recently I've done this because you know I, I I because of my my horrible dental history, I've I've got these horrendous teeth, and you've seen them, they like the royal family teeth. I've, I've only started doing this now because apparently this is actually the correct way of doing it. So you put your toothpaste on the brush, you put it under some water, just very quickly, you know, you brush your teeth, and then you spit it out. Now, I was always taught that once you, after you spit it out, you, you drink water, not drink water, but you wash your mouth out with water, which is actually incorrect because you're getting rid of the fluoride on the, the fluoride coating. And I didn't know this. Is that what you do? Well, I know I also don't use water to rinse. So no, I need, I'm, what? Teach, I, I'm teaching my boys as well because Luke is now at the stage where he can uh, use toothpaste with more fluoride. Mm. So he knows that he only needs to spit out and then wipe his mouth. He doesn't need to to rinse because you're you as you rightly said, it keeps the fluoride on yeah. the teeth. Well, you see, that's the thing. So I was always taught by my parents that. Uh, you 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 rinse after you finish brushing, and I always did that for until now. And it's only recently that I started reading because, as I said, of my horrible, appalling dental uh, teeth um, and and a history that you're not supposed to do that. And that's probably why I have horrible dental records. And I'm actually thinking of suing my goddamn parents because they the ones who made me get rid of all this protection in my teeth. And they say your parents know better. God damn it. <laughs> but what, if, what, what do you think is better? I mean, look, I don't want to harp on too much about this because I, I don't think our listeners find this very interesting. But um, what do you think is better, brushing your teeth or only using mouthwash? No, you have to do both. Really? You have to do both. Because, oh. I mean, mouthwash helps to get the final pieces out and to right. freshen your breath. No, you have to use you have to use toothpaste and a toothbrush. I mean, there are so many spots on your teeth. I mean, everywhere you chew, the flat side of your tooth, yeah. um, it's the only way to get rid of the bacteria on the gum line. And like I said, I'm obsessed with with teeth, so I literally have my teeth cleaned every six months. Mm. I go to the oral hygienist. I see my dentist twice a year. Um, I'm very strict on my boys and on the because I had those those horrible teeth growing up where they were perfectly white and straight but they would get holes like nobody's business. So I literally have a mask full of metal, which I've now replaced with porcelain. So at least you don't see how many fillings I have. But I mean, I had so many growing up and my mom was pretty strict with, with my teeth as well. But I just, in that respect, I also have bad genes. They're pretty white and straight, but you look at them twice and they and they, and they get a, a cavity. So well, uh, I, I, I'm very careful with my teeth. And look, I, I've seen your teeth. You've got amazing teeth. I'm actually envying you. I had really good teeth as a kid. And then, you know, obviously teenagehood came, puberty came, and that just, yeah, messed everything up for me. But anyway. Those damn hormones. Mm, God damn it. 
All right. Um, I don't think our listeners want to listen to my horrible hormones and all of that. It's not very really nice. Um, hey, I think we should get into some news because there's a lot of things um, happening around the world at the moment. Very exciting things. Germany is very upset with the UK, not just because of Brexit, but because the UK is vaccinating people left, right and centre. And uh, a lot of the public are, are basically... I mean, I'm using this. I'm, I'm exaggerating when I say this, but basically, they want they want Andrew, they want Ang- Angela Merkel with a pitchfork. You know, they want to hunt her down because apparently Germany was supposed to be the leader in this uh, vaccine program, but it turns out that's not the case. Now, um, I say this because um, um, uh, uh, cases in in the uh, in, in the Netherlands have 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 fallen. But also, very interestingly, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, uh, um, the Netherlands has the fourth highest vaccination rate in the EU. Did you know this? And this is after, you know, obviously we all know if you live in the Netherlands, they were slow off the blocks. They were like that, 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 uh, that greyhound, that really old greyhound that they still want to put to the race and it's it's it can't breathe properly, and it's got all kinds of problems with it. That was the Netherlands. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, we exactly. That. Exactly. And well, apparently, after a a, a late start, um, the number of corona vaccinations in the Netherlands has been uh, rising significantly uh, over these over these past two weeks, uh, according uh, to data from the European Centre for Disease and uh, uh, Prevention. And control. Don't forget the control parts. Uh, the Netherlands ha- now has the fourth highest vaccination rate in the EU. Now, last week the Netherlands finally reached the, the, the millionth jab milestone, with over 1.3 million people vaccinated as of February 28th. Now, according to the ECDC, seven percent of the adult population has received their first uh, injection. Have you? I haven't. I haven't. Have you, Natasha? We're at, no, we're at the back of the bus, remember? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. <sighs> now, only three countries uh, currently show a higher vaccination rate. Uh, Finland with 7.7%, Denmark with 8.8%, and Malta uh, with 10.1%. Well, Malta is kind of an island, and the other two are the very efficient Scandinavians, so there's no surprise there. Mm. And I'm looking at this list, by the way. Now, uh, notably, uh, Germany is lagging. They, uh, the Netherlands is on seven percent. Germany is on five point four percent. They are five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. They are in seventeenth place. Um, and then in last place is Latvia with two point eight percent of the of the percent of the percentage. Uh, obviously, the UK is in there because apparently they're not part of Europe anymore. Um, but if they were, they would be leading that. Um, a lot of countries, surprisingly, that you thought would be doing good are not. Uh, Liechtenstein, there's nothing there. They, uh, there's, no, there's no percentage there. I guess they're just basically making teeth. Um, so very interesting. Um, even Spain is ahead of Germany. They are seventh. 5.6% uh, 
uh, of the vote. So lots of very good things um, are happening. Now, uh, after a significant after significant criticism of the slow vaccination pace, the Dutch government decided to adjust its vaccination strategy. Now, this change resulted in fewer doses being kept in stock uh, for longer periods of time. Uh, doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech and AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, vaccines are only held for a minimum of five days before being rolled out. Uh, Acting Health Minister Hugo de Jong, does this guy still have a job? I thought he went when... Uh, no, the whole decommissioned cabinet are really? still uh, in power until the, the, new, uh, the new team takes over. Hmm. Well, apparently uh, he, he used one of his best used car sales lines. And he said, uh, he said uh, he announced plans to have 2 million vaccinations carried out by the end of February. Now, obviously, this goal has not been reached, but at the coronavirus press conference last week, de Jong did announce he was planning on accelerating the vaccination rate in the Netherlands uh, with hopes that as many as 2.5 million vaccinations will be carried out per week by April. Mm. So who knows? We could get our vaccinations by April. Or in April, depending on how fast they uh, uh, carry out carry this out. Now, uh, interestingly, I don't know if you watched this, by the way, Natasha. Um, but voters uh, gave party leaders uh, party leaders food for thought in their first television election debates. I think it, it was did... on Sunday evening. Yeah, my, my husband and I sat and watched last night. Now, obviously, notable people were there. Gertfjordus was there. Uh, Sigrid Kach. Sigrid Kach. Sigrid Kach, yep. Jesse Klaver. Lillian Marienson. 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 I'm still saying this. We really have to get you a Dutch girlfriend. Uh, at this point of time, I'm willing to accept even a dog to date me. Uh, and Mark Rotter was there. Now, anything... I didn't watch this, um, mainly because I had a horrible migraine, so I wouldn't even be able to concentrate. But was there anything that you thought, hmm, actually, you know what? Mark Rotter, he, he, he's speaking sense. Or, or Sigrid Krach, speaking sense. Is there anything... Um, that you took out from this? Look, if you you have to read the party's manifestos to kind of gauge where they are. What you could clearly last night see is which were the so-called leftist parties and which are the more uh, midway to right. And we also have to remember that scale is different in each country. Mm. So when I say right, I don't necessarily mean extreme right, except for the party of Geert Wilders. So you could see the, the clear line in the sand and the differences between the two. But... They all had moments, uh, but not consistently. Nobody really, at least in my opinion, shot the lights out. Um, instead of speaking to the voters, it, a lot of the moments were bickering and attacking each other's and attacking each other's policies. So I, um, my husband actually said to me at some point, Natasha, do you think that people actually make political decisions uh, through watching this debate? And honestly, I have to say, I, it's highly unlikely. No. Because it's a, it's 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 like the American debates. It's a hoorah show. It's 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 a it's a bunch of mostly men, uh, you know, playing Tarzan. And at least there were two strong women. I mean, both uh, 
Lilian Marijnsen and Sigrid Kaag, uh, I was impressed by because it's also uh, their first uh, time uh, taking part in this debate, Jesse and Hugo and uh, uh, Geert have done it before. It was also Vopke Hoekstra from the CDA, uh, his first television debate. I have now dubbed him The Robot because that's what he appeared like. Uh, obviously, he studied in all these lines. He spoke to the camera instead of you know just having a normal conversation. And I mean... Uh, Mark was his normal statesman self. I think when you are the incumbent in any debate, um, you are in a different position than everybody else. So he was consistent, also didn't shoot the lights out, but yeah, nobody did either. I think the most interesting part was when Mr. Mr. I'm blatantly racist, Geert Wilders, mm-hmm. actually said to, because what they did is they invited members of the public to ask a question to the politicians face-to-face. So, uh, somebody like uh, Vopke Hoekstra is, for example, responsible for people in the restaurant. So he had two <laughs> restaurant owners asking him a question. Geert Wilders, you know, the the super racist who hates everybody with a migrant background, was confronted <laughs> by a Moroccan woman. And he said to her face, yeah, because you, but you must understand there's a study that shows, more, you know, m- young Moroccans are criminals. I mean, he said this to the woman's <laughs> face. And then she said to him, listen, do you just want to connect... Come to my couscous restaurant and we can have a conversation. He says, keep your couscous, but I'll come for the appointment. It was terrible. <laughs> uh, I should have watched this. <laughs> Look, it's uh, a good lesson what not damn. to do and how to disconnect with your audience. I uh, Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. I think the, the era of these types of debates uh, uh, is over. Well, apparently, apparently everyone working... Or everyone appearing, everyone, all the politicians who were appearing on the on this debate last night, uh, were required to take a corona test before the debate. Uh, certain yep. leaders were left to decide for themselves. Um, Rota, Kach, and Mary Marias Marianson uh, chose not to take the take the test. Uh, with Rota saying uh, he's never been tested. And uh, you only do that if you've got symptoms or if you're in a uh, um, uh, as, uh, asthmatic group. That sounds very strange because everybody confirmed last night that they were tested before the show. Hmm. So I don't know where that information comes from. Well, this is from DutchNews.nl. So very strange. Mm, and if anything, if anything, I mean, again, there was a protest, very mild. There was another protest in museum plan over the weekend. And if this is coming from Rotz's mouth saying you only do that if you've got symptoms, yeah, that's not really what you want. You kind of want the public to get tested so we can go back to sort of normality. But anyway, it's a very interesting. Um, I actually said to someone, um, actually I said to this girl who lives in Almeria, because she posted something on Instagram and I never use Instagram. I posted something today. Um, she posted something about, uh, she did some kind of test about the Dutch leaders, the, the current one and opposition parties and all of that. Anyway, she, she wrote in the comments something in Dutch, sorry, Mark, and then with tears coming out of her eyes, laughter. You know, we started talking and uh, I said, look, at the moment, they're all bad. They're all bad. They've got no plans. None of them have a plan to get us out of this mess. And I think that's for me, that's the most important thing. You've got to have a roadmap. 
I don't mind having, you know, having to work a little bit harder, having to work a little bit more, whatever. You know, just to get us out of this. But none of them have this clear roadmap. And for me, that is very important. I don't care about Johnny the Polar Bear. I don't care about anything else. I care about this because this is important for us. Anyway, she didn't reply back, so obviously I offended her or something. But um, for me, that's very important. So very interesting um, what what happened uh, last night. Um, also very interesting, uh, sticking with politics. Can you, I, again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, uh, Donald Trump has hinted that he's going to run again in the 2024 elections. Um, but he's God not save us. But the thing is, he's not going to, a lot of people have been saying that um, he's going to form his own party, but he said, no, it's, he's not doing that. He's going to run. There's no chance. The American system is set up in such a way. I mean, how long have the independents been around? How long has the Tea Party been around? And they've made no leeway. And the Greens, yeah. In the election. So, no, the, from, from what it seems, he's going back to the Republicans. Yeah. Well, he suggested that he might run for office again in 2024, but he says he has no plan to launch his new political party. Now, no, look, I, how long... <sighs> How long has this guy been quiet for? This is the longest he's he's been quiet. I mean, he can't go on Twitter now because, because he's banned. Just because he was banned from social media. Yeah. That's the only reason. This why. is the longest I've, I've I've this is the first time I've heard Trump since Biden's inauguration. What is that? That's almost 40 days now. No, less. 30 days. Close to 30 days. No more. It's almost 40 days now. Anyway, this is the longest I've heard this guy be silent. And um, apparently in his, in his first speech since Joe Biden became president, Trump said uh, U.S. policy had gone from America first to America last. Uh, CNN said Trump's self-regarding wonder through old political fights emphasized his obsession with revenge. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see what happens in 2024. I, I, honestly, I, if, if you vote for this guy in 2024, then you really are stupid. Anyway. Now, um, the health, health officials are trying to trace one of six UK patients infected with a COVID variant uh, that was found in Brazil. Now, the mutation uh, first seen in the city of Manaus is believed to spread more rapidly than the previous uh, dominant strain of coronavirus and more capable of uh, evading uh, existing vaccines. However, uh, doctors say that vaccines could be rapidly adapted to this. Hmm. Well, good luck trying to find those uh, six people with the, the Brazilian variant. And um, this is very interesting. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, uh, the, the, the Kruger Millions it was discovered in a Swiss vault and is now for sale. Did you hear about this? Apparently, the, uh, the Kruger Bund was uh, produced in South Africa between 1893 and 1900. Uh, it, it was recently discovered in a Swiss vault and it's, it, it has since been acquired by the National Mint. 
apparently this um this uh this 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 bund this Kruger bund it was it, it actually made its way i don't know how but before it went to switzerland in the early 1900 in the early 1900s it actually made its way to uh to the netherlands and then from the netherlands it's you know, it wangled its way down to Switzerland into a Swiss vault, and apparently there was quite there was a, there was a a reward for it back in the early nineteen hundreds for this, and no one could find out where it was where it was. But um, apparently, yeah, it was in a, it was in the Swiss vault all this time, and the irony of this is that Switzerland is known to be very good with money, you know, very safe with your money. So if they just thought of looking at Switzerland, then um, they would have found it. Um, very interesting. Um, apparently, it 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 was it even it went missing before the Second World War. And um, yeah, it, it went on a boat all the way to the Netherlands, and then from the Netherlands they they smuggled it all the way through all the way through to to Switzerland. Very interesting, that. Hmm. I have dreams about this kind of stuff. I'm going to speak to my dream... What do you call this, people? The dream fairy? <laughs> what, are you going to manifest your dreams? Hmm. I, I have dreams about this, finding this kind of stuff. The Kruger Bund is what it's called. Kruger Bund, or in English, pond. But I prefer Bund. Uh, the discovery of the lost hoard is believed to be another part of the enduring Kruger Millions puzzle. Apparently, legend has it that this, that a stash of gold coins and bars was buried in Impumalanga in 1900 before Paul Kruger fled to Europe. Very interestingly, the Queen of the Netherlands actually personally sent a ship uh, for Paul Kruger for him to go to the to the Netherlands. But it wasn't actually Paul Kruger who took the money. It was some other person. But very interesting, that. Mm, 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 mm. Ah, I need to speak to my dream catchers, my dream people with this. Mm. And um, lastly in the news, um, vaccine passports might work if they meet, 12, if they meet the 12 criterias, according to, an Ox, according to Oxford pr- uh, professors. Now, uh, this, uh, the science in emergency uh, passports, apparently the reports, among others, identify 12, cri- 12 criterias that the passports must meet in order for them to be efficient and internationally, internationally accepted. Now, uh, Professor Mills, who is the director uh, of this, uh, of this uh, demographic science, uh, notes that uh, the fundamental question that must be asked uh, when it comes to vaccine passports is what the government granting, what what government granting it intends to use it for. Uh, he was quoted as saying, uh, "It is a passport to allow international travel. Is it a passport, should I say, to to allow international travel, or could it be used uh, domestically to allow holders greater freedoms?" Uh, he went on to say, "A wide range of legal and ethical issues that need to be fully explored." And could uh, inadvertently discriminate or ex exer- exacerbate uh, existing 
uh, inequalities. Exacerbate. Exacerbate. What the fuck did I just say? <laughs> you're in, you see, you've been living in the Netherlands for so long now, your, your English is also going backwards. Yeah, I'm starting to speak like the Dutch when they speak English. So very interesting. I see, I mean, this is going to be very interesting in general because there's a lot of resistance. Obviously, uh, Spain, Portugal, and Italy are pushing for this because obviously they, they depend on, on tourism. So they are pushing the EU for this. But then on the other hand, you have France, Germany, possibly the Netherlands, where there is staunch resistance for this because obviously... People. Because people are obsessed with data and privacy yes. and government oppression and the concept of freedom. It actually, look, I, I get the very real fears and to coordinate this internationally is a big thing. I mean, not they can't even run things like Interpol properly and those, for, those are for serious criminals. So it is a massive prospect and project to put this together. And yes, there are just too many ethical considerations but but yeah, people are obsessed with the idea of data and privacy in some countries more than others. Germany, Netherlands, case in point. Yeah, uh, just very quickly, just to give you some of these points that uh, this professor, um, that Professor Mills has has pointed out that need to be met. Uh, meet uh, it needs to meet the benchmark for COVID immunity, uh, accommodate differences between vaccines and their efficiency, and changes in vaccine efficiency against emerging variants, be internationally uh, standardized, have variable uh, credentials, have defined uses, uh, be based on a platform of uh, technologies, uh, be secure for personal data, be portable, be affordable to both individuals and governments, meet legal standards, meet ethical standards, and have conditions of use that are accepted and understood by their holders. So basically, it's never going to happen. No. Although, like as I say, Germany, Angela Merkel has said she's even pushing for this now. Apparently, if, if this is the case, by end of July, uh, they'll start rolling out these, these supposed passports. But very interesting. I don't know how this is going to work. I mean, even Austria has said, look, if, if the borders don't get opened up soon, we'll... You know, we'll go it alone. We'll do it. We'll open up our own borders for people, you know, for international travel. So very interestingly, uh, very interesting news. I'm just so happy that uh, the, finally the, the, the Netherlands is catching up. We're ahead of Germany. We're rolling out these vaccines. <sighs> there could be an end to this curfew. Mm, lots of good things happening in the, in the news. We're back. Mm. So many good things. <sighs> I'm happy. All right, everybody. I think we are all caught, uh, caught up uh, on the news for uh, today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. I don't know if Natasha will be back. She's got lots of things going on uh, in the background. Uh, maybe Morris will join us. See, maybe we'll get Thomas. See what he's been up to. I don't even know if he's still alive. Anyone know what Thomas has been doing? No? Whiskey tasting with Marius, no clue. Yeah, I, honestly, I have no idea where Thomas is, what he's been doing. But uh, we've got a lot of catching up to do um, 
here at Amsterdam Lab and on the Wade Hutchinson Show. It is good to be back. We will chat tomorrow.